Phil Spencer recently sat down and did an interview with Xbox on about the acquisition, the future of Xbox, and many people are angry at him, saying he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. I wanted to do a reaction to this video. I'm going to dive right into the video in just a second, right here at the beginning. You don't have to go searching for it. You might wonder why this video is so long. It is a live stream. You may be watching the past broadcast. So, These are some things I'm going to be looking for in this interview. Number one, apparently he's made comments about we've never pulled any games from PlayStation or any games from other platforms. People are taking issue with that, their vision for Call of Duty. Also, I would love to get some clarity on how this benefits gamers and why are Sony fans so upset about this video. Now, I have watched the video. And I have some logical conundrums for some of the Xbox fans that get really angry about Sony and exclusivity. Phil Spencer's making it clear that if you agree with his logic, there are certain things that you can't be upset about or certain things that you can't claim. So I do have some logical conundrums for you. I even have some questions for Phil Spencer. I put out a short. Let's get right into the video. I got to get my headphones on and we got to dive into this thing because I really do think, I really, really think there's good things in here. Now I'm skipping the beginning of the interview. There's just some fluff about the developer direct and games that they're playing. I'm not interested in that. I don't think there's any good that would come from reacting to that. So let's jump right in. She starts asking him about the acquisition. There we go. Nope. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. Over a year since you announced your inter- interest, your intention to acquire Activision Blizzard. I like how you say it was my interest. Well, I'm like sure I just you decided, walked in one day and went, look, hey, lads. I got a little bit of cash in my pocket. <laughs> what should I do today? Yeah, yeah. So I'm keen to know what's what's the reaction been like uh, watching that all unfold as fans around the world respond to this, this news? I think for the community, the Xbox community, there's a lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement like mm-hmm. anytime we're making big moves people that are supportive of, of what we're trying to do and what our vision is you, we just get a, a lot of excitement i think for the industry and i think this is right mm-hmm. there's questions about well what is what does this mean what does consolidation mean yeah. like how does this how is this going to affect competition we're obviously spending a lot of time with regulators on those same questions and i think for a deal this size that makes the right sense like we should be able to have open and honest conversations about what is this. I, don't, I think if you take a binary position of, of every kind of business move is wrong or every kind of business move is right, that's probably not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. But thinking about competition and are there kind of remedies that we should put in place to ensure that healthy competition matters, like I'm, all, yeah. I'm very supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, I just want to stop because I know, you know, obviously people are, you know, going to be having their own comments and thoughts here. I do think it's interesting, though, that he says that if you take a binary position here, I kind of felt like that was like sort of a subtle way to say if you're against consolidation, if you're against acquisition, that's kind of a binary position, right? You, you, you're, you're either, you're either totally for it or you're totally against it. Um, but I do appreciate what he says here about how they welcome, you know, restrictions or they welcome, you know, inquiry. I think that's at the very least the, the attitude Xbox needs to take rather than accuse the FTC of being like anti-constitutional like they did. And 
you know, then they had to apologize for that. So I, I do think there's a, uh, there's a tonal shift here where, you know, he's clearly saying, hey, we're inviting this. We think this is good. Um, I also am just so curious why they keep framing acquisition of a, of, of, $70 billion worth of property is competitive or or in the spirit of competition. I continue to find that to be just an odd framing of this. Um, Xbox didn't accuse the FTC of that? Yes, they did. It was Activision? No, there's a whole article on how Microsoft had to walk that back. I believe it was Microsoft that said they were being unconstitutional. I read it. Maybe I'm guilty of headline hunting, but I swear to you, I saw a headline that said Microsoft half had to walk back and apologize what they said. Um, I don't know. What does binary mean? One or the other. Yeah, so you can say things like false dichotomy, false binary, and what that means is you're creating sort of a false either-or situation. So if you're just tuning in, I'm reacting. Uh, I'm reacting to the Phil Spencer interview. He's talking about the acquisition right now. Uh, but it has been fun to see the Xbox community just yeah. see that the company's behind what we're continues to be behind what we're trying to do, yeah. uh, and uh, and I just I can't wait to get it done. Yeah, me too. Cannot wait. And I'm always curious to know. Um- I also like how the assumption is that it's going to get done. <laughs> it's like it might not happen, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can't wait to get it done. A couple of times he mentions regulatory stuff. You can tell. I think it's kind of wearing him down. Uh, I think, you know, um, yeah, here's the official report. In December, Microsoft claimed the FTC's lawsuit against its Activision Blizzard buyout was unconstitutional. However, the company has now gone back on this argument, admitting that it should have dropped these defenses before we filed. So there you go. It was Microsoft. They basically had to apologize. Welcome back, Adam, for seven months. So the assumption that it's going to happen, you know, I'm not saying he should be pessimistic. No, it's just, oh, I can't wait to get it done. You know, it's it isn't done yet. It it might not happen. Uh, You know, the regulators are making sure that it's a fair deal or a good deal and they're squeezing the life out of it. I mean, there are they're making pretty big concessions already. A lot of you guys that are in my chat saying, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, you were the ones that also thought they were going to take Call of Duty from PlayStation. So if it happens, it will it'll never be in the form of the deal that initially came across the table. So Sorcerer with 21 months and Craig with 19. Welcome back, guys. Um, for, from Xbox's perspective, how do you see or, or why do you even see Activision as an exciting prospect to have within the Xbox family? Yeah, because we spend so much time talking about um, Call of Duty on PlayStation. Like, it's just yeah. the, the topic. Because I, I think it's, not to minimize it, it's kind of the easiest topic to go to mm-hmm. if you think about Xbox as only people who play on console. Then you say, okay, how does this impact our competition with PlayStation, another console? I'll say from the beginning of this, it was it was never about that. There, we never had in our model anywhere where we're pulling Call of Duty or something away from PlayStation. Cackling. No, yeah, it, <laughs> we, and I know for the Xbox community specifically, they might eye roll at this, but as we think about what we're trying to do at Xbox. We want to build a gaming platform where the world's best creators can build games mm-hmm. to reach players anywhere. Yeah. Whether they're okay, okay. I want to stop. I want to stop. I want you to pay play very close attention because I actually think there's a lot of mixed messaging in this interview. I actually agree with people that feel like there's inconsistencies in the verbiage. He's talking about building a gaming 
platform, right? Sorry, Phil. I don't want to make you look bad. I, I, I there. That's not any better. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, Phil. Um, listen. There, there are there are different phrases used in this video in this interview that you really need to pay attention to because if you're building a gaming platform, I don't know how you build a gaming platform with the philosophy of putting games everywhere, right? Oh, we're all about putting games everywhere. We want games to be on more screens. We want games to be in more places. Okay. Well, how does that build your gaming platform? That doesn't sound like you're building a gaming platform. It sounds like you're just trying to buy a bunch of software so you can make a bunch of money on it. Why do you need to buy all this software to put all these games everywhere? You already have games right now you could be be putting everywhere. So pay careful attention. I, I do think there's a little bit of doublespeak going on. You just have to listen for it. I don't understand how you can build a, a platform while if your po- if your purpose in buying Activision Blizzard is to put more games in more places that has nothing to do with building a platform those two things don't sound like they're in harmony with each other right whether they're playing on our on console mm-hmm. great playing on PC playing on their smart TV or their phone and every time we were kind of going through our logic what we realized and it's painfully obvious is that we don't really have any capability on mobile today, on phones. We don't have our studios. It's not what they've grown up doing. You catch there how quickly it's not about Call of Duty. It's not about pulling Call of Duty off of PlayStation. It's about mobile. Now, this is in line with other interviews that they did. I believe the primary thing that they were hoping to get out of this was King Mobile. King Mobile, listen carefully to what he says in a moment about the size of King Mobile. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a ton of players there, so it's, it's really a space that's very foreign to us, but it's the largest gaming platform on the planet. And the big wigs at King are going to know a thing or two about they mobile. They will. Huh? And, and even like Call of Duty Mobile and Diablo yeah. Immortal, right? So mm-hmm. for us, the logic really started from how do we gain more capability on mobile, both creatively as well as having users, but also, obviously, when you look at what Activision Blizzard King is, yeah. the PC heritage there, um, the stuff we can do with Game Pass, I think will be great for the, the, the community and people who are on Xbox. But the real strategic angle behind this was we need to get relevant on mobile, and it turns out that Activision Blizzard King is the largest mobile publisher outside of China. Indeed. So yeah. that's all. So Activision Blizzard King is the largest mobile publisher outside of china okay that (laughs) means that means that microsoft could completely disrupt entire mobile ecosystems when's apple gonna weigh in on this when is google going to weigh in on this they could literally start ripping all of that property out of those storefronts put it on their own storefronts in the cloud and say Those games are still available on Android. Those games are still available on iPhones. We didn't take those games away from those users. We didn't take those games away from those screens. They are aiming at owning the largest mobile publisher in the world outside of China. And that is so much of what this is about. Now, yes, it's not just about King Mobile. He does mention Diablo Immortal and he does mention Call of Duty Mobile, right? So more competition. I, I... Again, I don't know how that's competition. In 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 the realm of competition, you guys are using that word in the wrong way. 
if you go and buy property and rip it from your competitors so they suddenly lose tons of money and revenue, that's not competitive. That's that's market restrictive and market disruptive behavior. That's not what we would call competition. What we got there. Let's start there. Yeah. Now, you've already mentioned Call of Duty, and I think it's worth maybe hanging on that point a little bit more because you, you have said really clearly you don't intend on making Call of Duty an exclusive Xbox title. Um, but a lot of people interpret that word differently. So for you and for Xbox at our current position, what does not exclusive or exclusive mean to you? All right, before I go to that part, Zubair, Apple will lock them out of the App Store. The, the App Store doesn't matter. The App Store doesn't matter. They blocked Fortnite from the App Store and Microsoft helped Fortnite come back to iPhones. They just use a browser and then they just use the cloud. They could literally rip every single Activision, Blizzard, King, Mobile, like everything right out of those stores. Microsoft Office. I mean, maybe Microsoft doesn't want to play around with suddenly having Microsoft Office kicked out of the apps, or I don't know. I don't. You think that they would do that? You think that they would take that out and be then be vindictive? I don't know. We want to increase the places where people can play Call of Duty. I think a little bit like Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I think when we acquired Minecraft, our monthly active player base was. 20, 30 million, I'm doing this from memory, but I think that's about the size that Minecraft was. And I think it's about maybe 120 million monthly players on Minecraft. And you do that, obviously, first and foremost, by nurturing the creative, make sure the game evolves and the teams have the resources they need to build a great game. Mm Because in the end, it's all about great games. With Call of Duty, I think we've made some specific um, agreements with Nintendo Mm -hmm. and with NVIDIA to ensure the game can show up in front of more places. And you obviously don't make the game bigger by taking it away from anybody yeah, who's playing absolutely. today. Yeah, uh, Look, the other day, we have 58 games in our portfolio that are available in the PlayStation Store okay. today. Now, we've acquired a lot of those, mm-hmm. like the Doom games and the Fallout games. But even things we're updating, like ESO, Fallout 76. Yeah. And so we expect to ha- hit a certain level of quality on all of those games, the mm-hmm. level of quality that PlayStation players expect so that's our goal and the same thing on pc and the same thing on nintendo Uh, and so when we say available everywhere or not exclusive we want to make absolutely the best version of call of duty for any player on any of those platforms now obviously i i actually don't think that they're lying about call of duty i don't think they're trying to mislead the public i said from the very beginning of this deal that call of duty is too lucrative like they have a fiduciary duty to their shareholders their shareholders would be incredibly angry that hey hey you just spend 70 billion dollars and you yank that you know you yank that property off of uh, off of a console where it makes a ton of money what are you what are y'all doing right so i would say i would say that i i trust them on this but i i think you have to really pay careful attention to what they're talking about he's talking about call of duty being on more screens right and if you look at that with some of brad smith's commentary I think they're trying to drive home the idea that certain games will be given this treatment. Minecraft has been given this treatment. I think Call of Duty will be given this treatment because there are games that are just far too big to not try to have them everywhere. Okay, so I, I, I again, I don't think he's saying anything that is groundbreaking. This isn't convincing or compelling to me. Okay, my question would be, If you think that's the best strategy, why aren't you doing that now? If you think it's better to put games on more screens and in more places, 
Why are you not doing that now? Are you going to do that with Hellblade 2? You're certainly not doing it with Bethesda titles. So why do you have to buy Activision Blizzard to incorporate this strategy? That's my big question. I'm going to continue asking that question. You're sitting here acting as if, well, we need Activision Blizzard in order to start doing this strategy of putting more games in more places. You could do that right now. You could. You could put Hellblade 2 everywhere. You could put Starfield everywhere. You're not doing that. Why does this acquisition, why is it the necessity for you to bring about this strategy, right? You're only citing Minecraft and Call of Duty because because I think those are probably the only games that will get that treatment. I don't think the rest of the games that they're about to own are going to get that treatment. Uh, Maybe Diablo 4, obviously, but I don't think they're going to do this with every game. I think they're selling us a bill of goods. This idea that, oh yeah, we're going to put our games everywhere. Why aren't you doing that now? If If that's what you're interested in, if you think that's the best strategy, why are you not doing that now? Why? It seems like you're trying to convince me that, like, let us buy all this property because we want to put the games everywhere, and you're not doing that with your existing property or even property you just bought. Whether it's Hellblade 2 or Starfield, you have not taken that strategy after acquisition, so... Does that include anything in regards to exclusivity in regards of content? No. Or maybe, like, no. Warzone-based access? No. No, nope. no, we're not. Love I mean, that. Full stop, no. <laughs> well, because like I, I sit here today with a great game that's come out in the last couple of weeks, Hogwarts Legacy, and yes, mm-hmm. there is a quest that's available on PlayStation. It's not available on Xbox as mm-hmm. part of that, and I know this is part of the industry. That's not the game we're trying to play here either. Yeah. It's not about a skin on a gun. It's not about a certain kind of mode of the game mm-hmm. that we. the same version of the game will be available on all platforms, which is... Everywhere Game Pass exists, that's not what he said. You're baking that into what he said. He specifically is talking about putting games everywhere. We have a commitment to Nintendo. Like, they are. They have a commitment to NVIDIA. None of that is contingent upon Game Pass. That's flat out not true. You are making that up. That's a false narrative. They have not indicated in any sense of the term or words that Call of Duty will be everywhere, dot, 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 that Game Pass exists. They've never said that. They have never said that. And when they cite Minecraft, that's the point, right? That's for COD only. Mo, you're making my point for me that people are right. It sounds like a bunch of doublespeak. If you're basically going to sit here and defend the acquisition by saying, we're going to put Call of Duty everywhere just like Minecraft, and then you're holding a knife behind your back because you're like, yeah, well, that's the only real game we're going to do that with, then you're selling me a bill of goods. That's that's a completely weird way to twist this narrative up. That's doublespeak. I'm telling you, everybody is right to watch this interview and say, you're saying multiple different things that are not, they don't have any harmony. Yeah, you're going to keep saying case by case. That's a perfectly good reason for the regulators to say, well, and how do we have any confidence that you're not going to rip a bunch of these titles from other platforms or not give them to other platforms? is really what we do today. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a, a Minecraft player on PlayStation, I don't think you feel like you have the lesser version yeah, of, of Minecraft yeah. or Minecraft Dungeons or mm-hmm. Legends, which is coming out when mm-hmm. it ships. Yeah. Um, which is going to be cross-play as well. That's right. And we yeah. want to make sure those players feel like they have a, a great experience on the platform they choose to mm-hmm. play on. So that's why Xbox is interested in, you know, going down this road hand-in-hand hand with Activision Blizzard King. But what's the benefit to gamers and creators? And if, any, if possible, is there maybe an angle in the UK that benefits them? 
in the end, it, it's, it's all about player and creator benefit. Like we know that as building a platform, if our players aren't finding great games to play and if our creators don't feel like they can build the best games and find players for those games, like nothing else matters. So the thing that gets excited to me, one is, is obviously Game Pass. I'm like a walking ad for Game Pass. <laughs> but it but, sells itself as well, kind of. <laughs> I feel like I just have to say to someone what Game Pass is, and they're like, oh, wow, that's great, actually. Yeah, and it, people who haven't tried pl- games before will give them a try when the cost is just different than having mm-hmm. to go buy it retail. It's more accessible, right? So, you know, I think about Activision, Blizzard games. I think about the long history of great franchises there making them more accessible by, like, obviously things will be for sale, um, but also part of Game Pass, I think is a great value for players. Um, I also want to be able to give those creative teams as much freedom as I can um, to go do some just amazing, amazing things. For the creator community at large, and I think we've, we've seen this, if you look in reactions to the deal, it's not like you've seen the industry come out against, like third-party creators come out mm-hmm. a- against the acquisition. Uh, that's not true. Because we're, we're trying to create a larger marketplace for people who are building games across more screens. Yeah. Um, different business models help players, and it helps creators as well. Um, you'll notice now, you'll notice, you have to be very careful. You have to listen. He's completely shifted, he's completely shifted the goalposts very subtly, okay? You have to listen very carefully. He's no longer talking about Call of Duty, He's no longer talking about Nintendo or PlayStation or he's no or Minecraft. He's not talking about that. Now he's talking about games being on more screens, right? You have to listen very carefully. He just shifted the whole dialogue about, oh, how does this benefit the players? And now all of a sudden we're talking about Game Pass and being on more screens. Okay, that has nothing to do with your competitors. That has nothing to do with the other platforms. We just completely jumped, and if you don't pay close enough attention, it sounds like, oh, this is going to be great for gamers. He just got done talking about Call of Duty. He just got done talking about Minecraft. And now all of a sudden he's talking about Game Pass and being on more screens when he's answering the question, how is this good for gamers? What? He's talking about their ecosystem like it's only good for gamers who can play these games on their screens. It's not good if any of this property is suddenly restricted and doesn't land on Nintendo and doesn't land on PlayStation. That's not better for you. And I can't wait. I can't wait for him to talk about how they didn't pull anything from other platforms because that is a logical conundrum for all of the people who get really mad at Sony for buying exclusives. Like, I can't wait for him to say that because I'm going to lay a logical conundrum in your lap. You guys that got so angry about like, well, this is no different than Final Fantasy. Okay, well, let's just wait and see what Phil thinks about that, right? Um, And that's our job. Um, And in the end, this has to benefit players and creators or it hasn't been successful for Xbox. If it doesn't benefit gamers and creators, it hasn't been successful for Xbox. He's, he's He's setting the stage, folks, right? He's setting the stage. He is like that's 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 the that's the that's the requirement here. So on the topic of exclusivity, um, some people have pointed out that when um, you guys over at Microsoft acquired Bethesda Zenimax, that Starfield was stated as a title that wasn't going to be exclusive to Xbox, but has since switched. So I'm wondering, or at least I know some people are going to be wondering, is that going to happen to Call of Duty, or what's to stop that from happening there? I don't. I don't think I ever said Starfield was not going to be exclusive to okay. Xbox. You don't know.
I don't think Phil ever said it, but when Starfield was initially promoted, I would like to go back and look at the initial press releases, the initial trailers, right? I don't think Phil Spencer, I don't think anybody's ever claimed that Phil Spencer said that, so I don't know why he said that as a response. Like, that felt like a weird response. It's like, wait, 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 Phil, nobody's saying that you said that. I don't think Phil spencer or anybody from microsoft ever said that it would not be an exclusive i don't think that was ever claimed i think the idea was starfield was announced as a game was it not announced prior to the acquisition she said that though no she did not say that he said that listen to her question listen to her question and in the end this has to benefit players and creators or it hasn't been successful for xbox so on the topic of exclusivity, um, some people have pointed out that when um, you guys over at Microsoft acquired Bethesda Zenimax, that Starfield was stated as a title that wasn't going to be exclusive to Xbox. She didn't say he said that. She didn't say you said. She said, yes, Starfield wasn't going to be an exclusive when you acquired them. Basically the idea that like Starfield was already in the marketplace as a potential game. You guys bought them and everybody's understanding was, oh, it's not going to be exclusive, and then it comes out, and then it is exclusive, right? If you guys are enjoying this breakdown and this reaction, make sure you're smashing the like button, make sure you're pressing subscribe so you can talk into my chat. So, like, I don't think anybody has ever claimed that. I don't think she claimed it. I don't, maybe he misheard her. Like, Lone Wolf misheard it. Maybe Phil misheard her. I, I think the understanding was, when Starfield's original announcement came out, Starfield... Uh, first announcement. I'd have to try to find it. It's like when they first announce it. They announced it during Bethesda's E3 press conference at 2018, okay? So that was in 2018. Nobody thought when that was announced in 2018 that it was going to be an Xbox exclusive. If you go to the Starfield official announcement trailer, I guarantee you there's nothing in here that indicates platform at all. No, it's literally just the announcement of a game. It's just another Bethesda game, right? So what, that's an assumption? An assumption that what, a third-party developer that typically makes multi-platform games is making another multi-platform game? Nobody's assuming. What they're saying is, is at the time of the acquisition, nobody thought of Starfield as an Xbox exclusive. It was another Bethesda title, right? That was the point of the question. So his answer doesn't even make any sense. It feels like a dodge. It's like, well... <laughs> what are you talking about? He nobody said that she that he said that. That has since switched. So I'm wondering, or at least I know some people are going to be wondering, is that going to happen to Call of Duty, or what's to stop that from happening there? I don't. I don't think I ever said Starfield was not going to be exclusive to okay. Xbox. You don't know you said that. People are going to go through and watch hours worth of I know, content. And I'm, I'm so I like the confidence. Certain, yeah, because <laughs> I think what I said is we're going to take it on a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I said we're not going to pull games that are on other platforms, so we'll continue to support the communities of games. And, you know, as Elder Scrolls Online has been doing their annual drops and their content drops, those have been on PlayStation, those have been on PC, those have been on Xbox, all the... PC for some of those ships a little bit earlier, but Mm -hmm. the console versions ship at the same time. We've updated Fallout 76 on all the platforms at the same time. Exclusive titles in the console space is part of the business. Mm -hmm. All platform holders do it. And this is when I think people start to feel like, wait, here we go again. Um, Get the receipts, Lono. Pete Hines said it himself. 
Wait, when did Pete Hines get the Pete Hines interview with GameSpot? So Pete Hines was somebody who originally said that it wasn't going to be an exclusive? Hang on. Pete Hines GameSpot interview. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was wrong for people to think that Starfield was not going to be an exclusive. Like, why would you assume that, oh yeah, that, that this game that they just announced is going to be an exclusive to one platform, right? Now, they started coming out after the acquisition, and Microsoft started making it clear that, yes, some will be exclusive and some will not. But that's the point, is you bought them... And then, oh, after you bought them, Starfield's now an exclusive title. And to act like, yeah, well, we didn't rip it from any other platform. I, I can't, I just, I cannot wait to drop this logical problem for you guys because people get so upset about Final Fantasy and other deals that Sony has acquired. Well, according to Phil's logic, you can't claim that anymore. If I, if I'm going to push you guys all the way to the corner, that's why I'm drilling down on this because I want you to really drive home the point that Starfield was never promised to your platform. Great. Then that means every single third party PlayStation exclusive was never promised to you either. Um, they're kind of more than kind of, they are marketing beats for the platform. Yeah. Um, and we see that our competitors have a lot of exclusive games so when we're launching new games, there are certain games that we're going to make. Exclusive for us is always a little bit hard because we ship everything on PC as well. But let's just say ship on Xbox and PC and available on cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those won't be available on other competitive platforms. But there's no ad- example in Bethesda of us pulling something away from the PlayStation community that Doing they had. Or games that people are playing, not us not continuing to update those. Mm-hmm. I'd say the same thing with, with Minecraft Dungeons and with Minecraft, and we'll do the same thing with Legends when it comes out. You know, if I look forward, I think people playing more games across more devices is just where gaming it's is going. It's the right thing, huh? That's what we want, right? And the biggest games, if you look at like a Roblox, you look at Genshin Impact, you look at things like Fortnite, Minecraft, these are games that are playable across all of these screens. All right, all right. Before I continue, the reason I think people were bringing up the Pete Hines interview is why would Pete Hines apologize to people that were expecting Starfield to be on their to be on their console? Why would Pete Hines apologize? Right? Is that what you guys were talking about where he apologizes for Starfield's exclusivity? Because up to that point, I don't think anybody's assumption was oh it'll be an Xbox title. Because at this point, at this point, I don't disagree with what Phil is saying. I think he's right to say first-party exclusives are marketing beats. First-party exclusives are part of the industry and part of the business. Of course, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Just yesterday in our Final Fantasy 16 coverage, I said that. I said, when you build a game for one platform, look at what you can do. Listen to the developers of Final Fantasy 16 talk about the game. They're talking about the game in the way of like, hey, we were able to get this game to market because of the memory, because of the transfer speeds, and because of the SSD of the PS5. That's what you get when you have a game being developed for one platform which obviously you can't develop for one platform for Microsoft because you're hitting the Series S, the Series X, and PC, and I believe that's going to be a problem for them long-term because that's a very broad spectrum of hardware, right? Uh, Final Fantasy 16 will not be on PC initially, no. It will be ported later, but it'll take more than six months according to interviews. 
Back in September, when Microsoft first announced its plans to purchase ZeniMax Media, Xbox Cheeks Phil Spencer said that future Bethesda games will be released on rival consoles on a case-by-case basis. Yes, and he is right. He just quoted himself a moment ago. He says, I'm pretty sure I said case-by-case basis. That's the language they've been using. They gave themselves that wiggle room. I have never once claimed that Phil Spencer or Microsoft gave us assurances about Starfield. I've never claimed that. The reason that she asked the question is because nobody thought Starfield was going to be an Xbox exclusive. When Bethesda announced it, they were not owned by Microsoft. So Bethesda announces a third-party game, and they're always third-party multi-plat. And everyone's like, oh great, a new game from Bethesda. Microsoft swoops in and buys them, and now it's no longer multi-platform. There was absolutely nothing in the press announcements to make you think it was going to be an exclusive title because all rumors were pointing to PS Sony was trying to snag it as an exclusive, right? So that was the point of her question. Like, you guys are off in red herring land. Like, it is not about what Microsoft said, right? That's what happens when you assume, shut the frick up. I love us building a console and I love playing in my family room, sitting my butt on the couch and watching, uh, watching the big screen with a controller in my hand and playing. So I want that experience forever, right? That's something I want. So this isn't about a lack of importance in our the gaming business of hardware. I think hardware is very important, but it doesn't mean that every piece of hardware needs to be completely closed yeah. um, or things need to be obviously taken away from other players because that's not what we're doing. Love it. Tremendous. Now we're going to move on to other areas now because you guys are not just talking about Call of Duty every single day. In fact, you've recently decided to make a massive announcement about AI and Bing. Okay, so they move on to AI, which I don't, I don't really care to think about. Here's, here's the logical problem, right? Here is the logical problem by saying you assumed Starfield was going to be multi-platform. Don't assume, don't assume. You guys, your, your smugness and lack of argumentation is entertaining, but you're not making a point, and here's why. Every single time this debate came up, I had to hear from people. I had to hear from people who were like, well, Sony does this all the time. Sony is being hypocritical, so all of your great, amazing pundits and bloggers and thoughtless YouTubers that ran with headlines that Sony was being hypocritical because they bought games like Final Fantasy and they bought exclusivity with those titles, making it to where you couldn't play those, right? According to the logic that you just trotted out, according to the logic that you're accepting from Phil Spencer, they didn't take anything from you. You are now stuck because you either agree with Phil Spencer, and if you agree with Phil Spencer, you can no longer trot out your narrative that Sony is being hypocritical. You can no longer trot out your narrative that, well, these games that Sony pays for exclusivity, they're keeping them. They're taking them from the Xbox community. You can't say that anymore because you just confirmed the logic from Phil that, hey, if we buy a third-party game, if we buy a multi-platform studio and we suddenly make it ours that's not taking anything from anybody so now you're stuck you have to either admit that that's totally fine it's totally fine to buy up third-party games so that nobody else can get them and if that's okay then you can't be upset at sony for doing it you can't tell sony they're being hypocritical you can't because apparently they didn't take anything from you according to phil's logic they didn't take anything from anybody 
They didn't take Starfield from anybody, even though Pete Hines is out here apologizing to people for it being an exclusive to Xbox. Why? Because the Bethesda community had an expectation up to that point, and that expectation was broken. I am not at all saying that when you buy a studio, you can't make their product a exclusive. Starfield was already announced. That's the issue people are taking with it. Going forward in perpetuity, listen, if, if you buy um, you know, Ninja Theory and they make their sequel, cool, I guess that's yours now, right? But if you're going to buy a game after its announcement from a multi-platform studio and then you're going to say, we didn't take anything from anybody, I, that just feels like you're moving the goalposts. That's just that's just move that's moving the goalposts. And I had to hear from so many people. I had to hear from so many people that Sony's being hypocritical. Well, according to you and according to Phil Spencer, they aren't being hypocritical. They're not because they didn't take anything from you. Nobody's taking anything from your platform. And the other thing to consider here is This interview doesn't make me feel any better about the acquisition because of the constant doublespeak. You get asked about, you know, taking games from other platforms. You get asked about exclusivity. And we start talking about, oh, well, Call of Duty and Minecraft and making sure these games are everywhere. Making sure these games are everywhere. Okay, great. Oh, that's awesome. And then in the next breath, when he's like, oh, how is this going to benefit gamers? He starts talking about their ecosystem. He starts talking about games on more screens. If you're not paying attention, their only games that they seem strongly committed to like keeping everywhere, it's probably Diablo and it's probably Call of Duty, right? That's it. Because the minute they start talking about, well, how is this going to benefit players and creators? Well, now he's not talking about putting games everywhere. That's not, he's not talking about that. He's talking about putting games on more screens. He's talking about putting games in more places. The difference is Zony takes it from all platforms. Okay, so is, uh, is Starfield going to be on the Nintendo Switch? What are you, what are you talking about? Starfield and and Redfall are Xbox exclusives. Just because it hits PC doesn't mean that it's not it's not an exclusive to their ecosystem. Final Fantasy 16 is going to hit PC. So now we're even, I guess. It'll be on PC. Okay, then thank you for admitting that that Sony does the same thing. Like so, Sony does Sony does the same thing. Sorry, Final Fantasy 16 is going to come to PC and Sony's putting all their stuff one year later. Well, that's because they're porting it. They they're not like you have to understand something. Final Fantasy 16 was developed specifically for the PS5 and then they're going to port it to PC. S- Sony is not keeping Final Fantasy 16 from the PC platform. They f- they help fund the development. It's been developed for the PS5 and then it's going to be ported to PC. Just because Microsoft throws games on PC at the same time doesn't mean they're not keeping those titles from other platforms. If listen, it, listen to listen to how your logic's not consistent. You guys do this all the time. You tell me I'm a Sony fanboy. You guys can't even argue your way out of a wet paper bag. Oh, as long as it hits PC, then Microsoft isn't keeping it from other platforms. But when Sony puts it on PC, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. 
but but Microsoft but Microsoft puts it on PC or Sony keeps the games from the other platforms what are you talking about what are you, what are you talking about Microsoft doesn't allow these games to be on other platforms that's you're not being logically consistent you're not being logically consistent is all the, all it matters is as long as it doesn't just hit Xbox they're suddenly not they don't have exclusives anymore Sony's never dropped a game day one, never. That doesn't that that's not part of the discussion though. The discussion is if you if if Microsoft buys games, they don't keep them from the other platforms. That is false. That is false. You definitely go out of your way to make negative Microsoft content. I see it all the time. And I give literally zero fricks what you think about me. I literally read headlines and cover what happens from my perspective, right? That's all I do. Like, it's what do you what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Microsoft's trying to do the biggest acquisition in freaking gaming history. You want me to be an Xbox sucker and just suck on my controller and say that's totally fine? You want me to be another thoughtless Xbox guy that just says it's totally fine? They're in the headlines more than anybody else right now. I'm not supposed to cover that, or I'm supposed to be she. You know, I'm just supposed to go with it hook, line, and sinker like all these other mindless people who make YouTube content and lie to you and make all sorts of bogus statements i have people that come into my streams every single time every single time i cover microsoft and i have to listen to absolute false narrative made up crap it happened with Baldur's gate the other day i still have people doing it constantly leaving comments that are just flat out lies all you do is create negative xbox content what are you talking about It's not my fault that they created the Series S and Baldur's Gate can't land at the same time everywhere else because they decided to make a stepbrother console. That's not my fault. It's not my fault that Microsoft is trying to buy up more gaming property than any other company in history. How is that my fault? Like, I'm choosing for them to do that? Is it my fault that games continue to hit the Series S and look poor and run really, really poorly and fall below even a base level performance of, of next gen, all of that? Listen, come in here and discuss the content. If you start talking about me and you start talking about my bias, take a freaking walk. I don't want to talk to your small brain. You're clearly not able to enter the discussion. You're clearly not able to deal with the logic and the reason that I'm putting out there. So you just have to tell me, oh, well, you just make negative Xbox content. Well, then get the frick out and go watch somebody else. Seriously, if I make too much negative content, if I make too much negative Microsoft content, and I'm just a Sony pony, then get the frick out and go watch somebody else. Go watch some other guy who bleeds green. I've been sitting here fighting and pining for my Series X to get good pieces of contents to play. I've been dying to play Starfield, but because while I wait and wait and wait, bad things keep happening, negative headlines keep happening, well, all I do is run negative content. Engage in the discussion with me. Engage in the logic. If Microsoft is going to continue to defend this acquisition by saying things like, we want to put more games in more places, we want to put more games on more systems, and then you watch this interview and you listen really carefully, it has nothing to do with putting games in more places. If Microsoft's gaming strategy was basically, hey, 
we want to put more games in more places, well, then they would be doing that right now. And they're not. They're not. As soon as they grab Bethesda, what do they do? No, these are our titles now. No, okay. Like, that's... How, how do you not see that? How do you not see that? How is it good for gamers for you to buy 30% of the gaming market and suddenly have the ability to put everything in one place, basically? Oh, but it's on more screens. But that's not the question. The question isn't whether or not it's on more screens. It's th- it, it would be theirs. You're not listening. It's like, oh, well, it's it's on more places. It's in more screens. They're, they're, they're literally walking into the public and they're trying to convince you that this business deal is good and they're playing a bunch of shell game stuff with you. It's a shell game. Oh yeah, look over here at Call of Duty. Oh yeah, we're gonna put Call of Duty on Nintendo. Yeah, we'll we'll give we'll give Sony a, a, a ten year commitment. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. And then when you press them on exclusive, good morning feed. I see you in the chat feed. If, if you press them on it, it's uh yeah, we want to put more games on more screens. Wait a minute, but that's not that that has nothing to do with Minecraft. That 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 has nothing to do with Call of Duty. Like you, you understand what I'm saying? Why so much salt over this? Your blood pressure your blood pressure looks high. Some of you are so so condescending. I I I wish you would just not chat. Engage in the discussion or leave. Like debate me, fight me, disagree with me, make points, quit freaking talking about me. This video is not about me. This video is not about my blood pressure. This video is not about my content. Argue with me. Make a point. Shut the frick up about me. Calm down. Your blood pressure. You're getting really excited. You make lots of negative Microsoft content. It sounds like you're too weak to make an argument. It sounds like you're deflecting because you have nothing of substance to say. What about Embracer Group? What aboutism has nothing to do with this discussion? I haven't made any content on Embracer Group gobbling up companies. That's not something that I've covered. That has nothing to do with this discussion. That's just what aboutism. What, what about this? What about that? What about this company? That's not what we're talking about. Phil Spencer sat down to do an interview. And the Sony guys got all wound up. And they're like... Well, you took Starfield from us. And then so the, the Xbox guys come out and say, well, it was never promised to you. You just assumed, right? So everybody's going like this. But nobody's paying attention to the language that's being used. Listen, listen to the language that, that, that he's using in this interview. He has not given me a single assurance that this deal is going to be good for me. This deal is going to be good for your ecosystem and people that buy into your gaming philosophy, which is Game Pass. Pete Hines dives into Starfield and Redfall, play for nine minute mark. He speaks to it. What does he say, Black Mamba? Is that where he apologizes, or is that where, or does 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 Pete Hines indicate that it's not going to be exclusive or something like that? I haven't thanked a single one of these super chats. T Bone, from most questions, 
So what are your thoughts about Stellar Blade going from an Xbox exclusive to now a PlayStation exclusive? I don't have any idea what that game is. Stellar Blade? I have, I've not followed that game. I don't know what you're talking about. Game Pass is the greatest deal in gaming. Give me more. He said they never considered exclusivity until Xbox purchased them. So right there from the horse's mouth. Bethesda had never considered exclusivity for Starfield until they were purchased. So we we people were well within their right. People were well within their right to think that that game was going to be multi-platform. Never called anyone a Sony pony, and you brought up the Xbox guys talking about you? No, you started talking about how I make more negative Microsoft content than Sony content. You're ignoring the negative Sony content I made. You're also ignoring the headlines. What I do is not dependent upon an axe that I like to grind. That's what some of y'all do. You come to my chat and talk like an NPC, and you pull from a Rolodex of, like, Xbox talking points. I literally just follow what's happening in the gaming news world and make content. That's all I do. That's all I do. What's Sony doing that's so bad right now? What? What are they doing that's so bad? And that's just, that's just again, that's just a distraction. Instead of engaging in the discussion, instead of listening to what I'm saying and countering it or uh, debating me or refuting what I'm saying, you just want to say, well, you don't make enough bad Sony content. Listen, let me, let me tell you something right now. I could literally make a daily negative Sony video and it wouldn't freaking matter. People would still come in and say that because they just look for Xbox content to defend Xbox. Anybody that's critical of Xbox is obviously a Sony fan and an Xbox hater. I couldn't possibly be somebody that literally sewed my console roots on Xbox, have a longer history with Xbox, was really excited to buy an Xbox Series X, have consistently said that Xbox gaming ecosystem could be a sleeping giant because of their ties to PC, have consistently said that I like Phil Spencer. None of those things are true because recently I'm not a fan of what Xbox is doing. Doing. You think like a dichotomous, tribalistic, Neanderthalic caveman. You can't think beyond nuance. It's like, I have way more history as a console player with Xbox than any other console. But because I've been critical of the things they've been doing recently, oh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm anti-Xbox. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, a, he's he leans Sony. What are you even talking about? I'm probably more critical of Xbox because I have a longer history with them. I have a crazy high gamer score with them. I have a bigger friends list with them. I have more games on that system than my PlayStation. I have a longer history with Xbox. If I if I boot up my Series X right now and I go to all the games that I can install, not Game Pass games, games that are mine, games that I bought traditionally, I have a much longer history with that platform. Lono is really a Nintendo fanboy, but he's afraid to cover Nintendo. (laughs) If you don't think Phil Spencer's, uh, if you don't drink his sweet Kool-Aid, then you're a pony. I don't even think people necessarily understand my commentary this morning. I have, I've not, I'm not saying Phil Spencer's lying. I'm not even saying that Phil Spencer's trying to mislead anybody. I'm saying you got to pay real close attention to what they're saying because he'll be able to 
track with me here. Let's say in three years, the deal goes through and Microsoft starts putting a lot of the content only in their ecosystem, right? You can play that through Game Pass on the cloud or PC or Xbox, right? And they start to sort of shrink the reach of some of those future pieces of property. He will be able to point to interviews like this and he will be able to say, I never said anything about Nintendo. I never said anything about PlayStation. I said we were going to put games on more screens and we've done that. I said we were going to make it more accessible for people to play games and we've done that with Game Pass. He was extremely careful with his verbiage. And the reason that I'm drilling down on that is they are trying to sell the public a bill of goods. They are, they are, they are trying to sell the public a bill of goods. I asked you when was Street Fighter Five ever released on the Xbox platform, and your response was, "Well, they got Street Fighter X Tekken." I'm not sure what you're. Why are you guys talking about Street Fighter Vig? Why do you care? Because the gaming industry is one of the fastest, the one of the fastest gaming industries. It's one. It's the largest, and they're 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 priming themselves to disrupt the entire thing. And you think that's okay because you're going to get more games on Game Pass. Imagine that you have a cable provider for your TV. Imagine that you do. And imagine that cable provider starts buying HBO, Showtime, Cinemax and gobbles them all up, right? And they assure you, oh, it's going to be good for you because you're going to get more shows in your packages. This is going to be great for me. You kind of put blinders on and you ignore what consolidation has traditionally done to the cable environment. You're like, no, it's going to be good for me. That's not a compelling reason to support this deal. Well, more games on Game Pass. That's all I need. That That's all you need? That's it? That's the only reason? You're only assuming the worst, though? There could also be the flip side? What, when have I assumed the worst? When have I assumed the worst, Tony? I said, they could disrupt the entire market. They could. That is quite literally the reason to be against a consolidation deal. It is about the potential power, not inference, not assuming that they love you and they're going to do everything great for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you look at an acquisition deal and you say, this gives them the potential to completely disrupt the global market of mobile games, of cloud, and of entire ecosystems of gaming, and you're like, that's fine with me, I get more games on Game Pass. And consolidation, as Wheezy is saying, has literally, and I mean literally, never been good for consumers. Traditionally speaking, you can't point to any consolidation that's ever benefited you as a consumer. And you always look for the worst case scenario. That's literally what you're supposed to do. Hilly says, I think the interview was odd. It's like when he talks about gamers, he has two different groups in his head. Like the case-by-case lingo is clear to me. They're reserving the right to make the future titles exclusive to the Microsoft ecosystem. I thought the same thing that Hilly is saying. When he's talking about gamers, Phil Spencer has two groups of people in his mind. Gamers everywhere, right? Oh yeah, Minecraft, Call of Duty, we've made commitments to Nintendo. 
But you have to pay close attention because when she says, how does this benefit gamers? He shrinks that funnel big time. All of a sudden he starts talking about their ecosystem. All of a sudden his language changes. He starts talking about putting games on more screens. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not all gamers. Now Nintendo and PlayStation don't matter. Now those those ecosystems don't matter. Aaron Greenberg said on Kind of Funny, Starfield would be an exclusive. Listen, I cannot stress this enough. I have never, nor has anybody ever driven the narrative that Xbox said that Starfield would not be an exclusive. I've never run, nobody has ever run with that narrative. Nobody. You're answering a a, a criticism that doesn't exist. You missed my milestone? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh my gosh. What? It, it, was, it was forever ago. Thank you. I, it's not even in chat. Chat is just screaming. You guys just have to understand on days like today, you might not get a thank you attaboy when you do something like that. I just didn't even see it. So like... Nobody's ever claimed that. I've never claimed that. I've I've never run a single video where I've been like, yeah, Microsoft said it wasn't going to be exclusive. In fact, in fact, if you go back and watch my initial coverage of this, notice me. Thank you, Ferk Muller, for seven months. Listen, if you go back and you watch my initial coverage of this, I was the one telling people, no, Microsoft is going to make those games exclusive. Listen to what they said. Listen to Phil's language. I literally remember covering interviews with you guys, and I was arguing with people in chat. I was like, nope, Phil Spencer made it very clear that these Bethesda titles are now theirs. The, the, I, I remember doing that with people. I was one of the few people saying, if you listen closely, if you listen to what Phil Spencer is saying... Phil indicated very early on that Starfield and I think he even said Elder Scrolls in the one interview, he referred to them as Xbox titles. I, I, I remember I remember covering that with you guys. Remember me saying Microsoft will try and choke the market and people are somehow blind to this. Why does Phil have any duty to gamers and not on his platform? I'm not asserting or presuming he has duty to gamers, Zubair. I'm saying you have to listen carefully because it makes it sound, if you just listen to this interview passively, it sounds like, guys, this is a great deal. They're going to put more games in more places. They're they're all about cross-platform. No, they're not. Nope. That's not what this deal is about. Nope. Butters with 15 months... Uh, we will make sure COD stays on PlayStation, but you better believe we will put Starfield in all new IP from these studios. Starfield's a new IP. Why don't they just invest $70 billion in their own studios, says Hilly. Why do they need ABK? That's the question they haven't answered. They just want it. Thank you, Hilly, for 25 months in a VIP and seven months from Bill Pogi. That was literally why I submitted that question this morning. If you think that the best thing to do is to put games everywhere and put games in more places why are you not doing that right now why aren't you doing that right now do it do it with Hellblade 2 do it why is it not in more places it's a real easy answer he gives you the answer in the interview chat 
He gives you the answer in the interview because he's not talking about PlayStation and Nintendo. Mo's like, games everywhere doesn't mean PlayStation and Nintendo. Mo, you know that, and I know that, but the passive public that listens to this interview, they don't know that. They don't know that. They're not paying attention to the real quick sleight of hand. I want you to think about this. Just track with me here. Just track with me here. Phil goes like this. Yeah, Call of Duty and Minecraft? Yeah! Look Look at how... Listen to what he said about Minecraft. It went from 20 million users to like 110 million users or something like that. He is setting the tone in the context. He is setting the tone in the context. These are games that are in more places. We didn't take Minecraft from PlayStation. We didn't do that. Look at how many more people are playing Minecraft today. And then he talks about Call of Duty. And you're thinking, oh yeah. yeah. Call of Duty come into PlayStation, it's going to stay on PlayStation, Call of Duty is going to go to Nintendo, and then in the next breath, he starts shifting, and if you don't pay attention, you will not catch it, you won't catch that shift, as Hilly says, he's talking about gamers, he's got two different groups in his mind, and now all of a sudden he starts talking about their ecosystem, and putting games on more screens, ah, see, He didn't say putting games on more systems. He didn't say putting games in more places. He specifically and very intentionally said more screens because that has nothing to do with PlayStation and Nintendo. When he talks about specific platforms, he only mentioned Series X, uh, PC, Smart TV, Mobile. That was another very intentional omission, Abe. It was a very intentional omission. He's like... Because, again, again, Phil Spencer knows people are going to come back to this interview in three years. And they're going to try to claim that I lied. And he's going to be like, I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I said I said Xbox. I, I said smart TV. I said mobile. I, I said more screens. I said more screens. Well, what are y'all upset about? The average person's going to watch this interview. And I'm telling you, I saw it on my Twitter feed. People watch this video and they said, yeah, see... See, Microsoft's all about pro gamers, man. They're going to buy all these games and put them everywhere. No, they're not. <laughs> Was that the whole video? She starts talking about AI at the end. I don't, I don't give a crap about that. That that has that that AI and he opens the video talking about what games he's been playing. I don't I don't care about that crap. You call it doublespeak, but I call it masterful. Yeah, lawyer, you would call it masterful. I genuinely don't get how anyone could have ever thought they weren't going to make most of the IP exclusive. The woman back on. Oh, everybody just starts, everybody's just talking about her body. Leave her body alone. It's hers. You don't need to comment on it. Jiminy Christmas. It's like some of y'all have never seen a busty woman before. Jeepers. Settle the frick down. Hilly says, if Starfield was landing on PlayStation for $70 and Game Pass on the same day and date, I'd be more likely to believe the narrative that Microsoft was pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Wheezy says, trillion dollar corporation has consumers convinced they're the plucky underdog and need to buy most of the market control. They have some of the best salesmen in the world for a reason. Right? Like, think about what y'all are saying. Think about what y'all are saying. You're talking like it here. You know, I, I tell you what it is, Wheezy. I tell you what it is. It's I tell you what it is. This 
is the brilliant thing that Microsoft did. You don't think about Microsoft corporate. You don't. You think about Xbox and Phil Spencer. That's that's what you see. And Phil Spencer's a nice guy. He's relatable. I've always liked Phil. I've always praised him as a host. I've always said he's got great hosting chops. He's got great presence. He's good in a conversation. He's good in an interview. He's great. And he has done something that nobody else could do. He's convinced you that Xbox is the plucky underdog. And the giant conglomerate Microsoft Corporation is just towering behind them and you don't see it. You're like, oh, I trust Microsoft. Xbox is just trying to do their best. It's like... Pretty logical in the business world. Why invest in the R&D of it when you can buy it already existing? Right. If you disagree with our host, hit that like button. Yeah, the one guy said, uh, he when I said, like, argue with me instead of talking about me, and he was like, translation, agree with me. No, I, I don't want people to agree with me. I love when people like Mo and others come in and disagree with me. I asked people to stop talking about me. They were talking about me and my blood pressure, and they were talking about my content. That's a freaking red herring. You're just admitting you have no argument. That's why I got irritated. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys aren't going to do this 20 minutes into the dadgum stream. Don't make it about me. Don't make it about my content. Make it about the subject matter or leave. He can be Mr. Nice all he wants, says Jake. They don't deliver good games and Mr. Nice Guy will need to find a new job seems that people don't care if Starfield is multi-plat, they care if it's on PlayStation. Xbox could put Starfield everywhere but PlayStation, and y'all would say it's not multi-plat. What? I'm not sure what you're saying. So, here's the the thing though, Robert. Here's the thing. One of the reason... One of the reasons that everybody gets really wound up about this, and it becomes kind of tribalistic... It's because there's a lot of people on PlayStation. <laughs> like, did you ever consider the fact that when 48% of the people that buy Call of Duty buy it on PlayStation, maybe that's why everybody got really wound up and concerned about this deal? Because that's a lot of freaking people. One of the most popular games in the world, half of its player base is on PlayStation. That's why everybody got wound up. They have every right as the consumer to be like, whoa, 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 what's that going to do to me? Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) And there's a lot of them. So of of course people are taking a vested interest in what's going on because that's where they play their games. Yo, Christopher Wright with 18 months, thank you. Lono, explain then, uh, explain when Street Fighter V, Gran Turismo, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima were offered to Xbox what's best for gamers nope you are misunderstanding the argument i didn't say that's best for gamers when did i say that i've never said that you you can't find a single piece of my content where i argue against first party exclusives i argue in their favor ask vengeance he might be here he'll tell you i think first party exclusives are great 
well, unless you're Halo, but like, yeah, I think first party exclusives are great. You end up with games like Forza Horizon. You end up with games like Final Fantasy 16 this summer. You end up with games, I think, at their pinnacle. I think you end up with better games. Not every time, but I do. I think first party exclusives are fine. I was using Phil's own logic, Phil's own reasoning, Phil's own narrative that he's trying to weave in this discussion. Right? Like, he he's trying to create this idea that we're going to put games everywhere. And that's why I said, why aren't you doing that now? There's a, there's a reason that he's they're not doing it now, because that's not their plan. I'm trying to wake people up. It's like, listen, if you're being convinced by Phil Spencer's interview or their, their verbiage out there, oh, that this deal's going to be great, we're going to put games in more places, you're not listening carefully enough. What's that? Oh, D2 population breakdown? 688,000. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Even within the Destiny, even within the Destiny community, it's a split right down the middle practically. That's why people get really wound up about this. You've got lots of gamers, you've got lots of people playing and they're and they're on various platforms. Not you Sony, I'm asking, hang on, hang on, let me scroll up. Not you, Sony. I'm asking you to explain why one is not an issue, but when the other side, it's an issue. Sony, court of law, best for gamers, BS is laughable. No, 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 no. I, I've never said that that it's okay for Sony to do it and not okay for Xbox to do it. When have I said that? I, I've never once said that. I, I never said that. Xbox, it's, to, it's totally fine for Xbox to have first party exclusives. It's totally fine. I don't care about that. I don't call foul on that. I literally have a Series X. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't affect me. I that, that that's never been the point. That that's never been the point of this discussion. Activision Blizzard King is quite literally a slice of the global gaming pie. We're not talking about a game. We're not talking about Final Fantasy 16. We're not talking about Hellblade 2. Those are games. Those are single studios. That's not what that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about the potential of one of the largest companies in the world buying up a giant chunk of the market and they're trying to convince the public by saying we're going to put more games in more places and what they're saying is we want our ecosystem in more places. They're not going to do anything for you on PlayStation. They're not going to do anything for you on Nintendo. They're using Call of Duty to distract you. Yeah, sure, we'll put Call of Duty on Nintendo. We'll put Call of Duty on PlayStation. He even said in this interview, there was never a model where we were going to take Call of Duty off of PlayStation. Yes, of course not. It generates too much money. I said that from moment one. I had guys in here right now that are defending this deal, assuring me, assuring me that Microsoft would rip Call of Duty from PlayStation. Double standards? No, I don't want anybody to buy Activision Blizzard King, Travis. I don't want anybody to buy them. I I wouldn't want Amazon to buy them or Google. I wouldn't want Sony or Nintendo to buy them. 
what, I wouldn't want anybody to suddenly buy a controlling interest in the market like that. I wouldn't be okay with that. I'd, you guys are making it about Microsoft. It's not about Microsoft. It's not about Xbox. It's, it's literally about, I wouldn't want anybody to suddenly own that much of the market. I really don't understand the outrage. Sony and Nintendo would do the same if they could. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let, let's say that they would. I'd be against it. I'd be against it. I'd be like, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, if if Elon if Elon Musk all of a sudden wanted to buy Activision Blizzard King, I would be totally against that. I'd be like, no, that's not we we don't want we don't want that. That's not a good idea. Mobile aspect with Candy Crush and having Game Pass on millions and millions of more phones equals more share of the market. Tencent embraced another Chinese. It's I'd say more than Call of Duty aspect. Oh, that sentence doesn't make any sense. People forget that ABK is not only about COD on PlayStation, it's about PlayStation Plus subscriptions too. It will deal a huge blow on that front. If we all pitch in $1.50, we can buy it. <laughs> well, someone's buying ABK, they want to be sold? Then in your logic, just split ABK up. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Now listen, if Microsoft's tried to buy just King Mobile, just King Mobile, I still think I still think Apple and Google would probably potentially have a problem with it. They would want assurances that they're not going to have their marketplaces disrupted. They'd be like, "Oh man, yeah, we 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 can't we can't have that. That we that'll that'll completely disrupt our markets." See, now you guys are starting to see what the problem is. Like they're they're trying to buy way too much and you're you're buying into the propaganda. You have been propagandized and you don't even realize it. You literally have these Game Pass glasses on. You're like, and oh yeah. And think about how this conversation goes. You come into the conversation and accuse me of being a Sony fan. You accuse me of being a Sony pony. You've been propagandized. You have 100% been propagandized by by little, their, their little their little YouTubers out there that run with their talking points and interviews like this and all their press releases. You have 100% bought into propaganda. You're like, yeah, this is great for me. This is great for Game Pass, and people are against it because they're Sony ponies. <laughs> You've just been propagandized very effectively. You you are literally telling me that you don't care that one of the largest companies in the world is going to consolidate a portion of the market because it'll benefit you. <laughs> like that's that's it. That's the summary. Savage Shark Bike with 18 months says light them up. Two dollars from Space Dovahkiin. Basically, you don't want the status quo to change. What what do you mean? What status quo? Why would you project onto me a conclusion that I didn't draw out? That's a straw man fallacy, by the way. I didn't say status quo is fine. When did I say that? I think it's fair for someone to say it's good for me, so I don't care. Yes. And the reason that they're saying it, Zubair, is because I honestly don't think that they're paying attention to the big picture. They're looking at a very small slice of what this will do. 
they're, they're, I think they're facing a very small slice of it. That's how I feel correct. As long as it benefits me, the rest of the market is meaningless to me. But that's just it. The rest of the market's not meaningless to you. That's that's erroneous thinking. How does the rest of the market not affect you? How? How? I want you to explain to me how a complete disruption of the mobile market and cloud doesn't affect you. You you think that where you play your games is in some pretty little vacuum that's not globally interconnected to all of these all of these revenue funnels because it's not that's circular reasoning it doesn't affect me because it doesn't affect me make a dadgum argument Fonzo with 22 months if you want to be a pony for someone use coffee shirt glasses join yeah have we sold a single bag of coffee we don't have any members this morning we have member goals we're supposed to be hitting we're supposed to have 25 members a day I gift five back if we get it we got coffee to sell um yeah You are wrong, Lono, but it's like our ethics conversation yesterday. It's not fair to say you have to worry about extremity, uh, the externalities for these things, but not other things. I have not once told people what they should be worried about. I've simply said, you can't say it doesn't matter to you. I mean, I guess you can say it doesn't matter to you, but it does, even if you don't want to admit it. If these markets get completely disrupted, it will negatively affect you. It will. Affecting me and caring are two different points. I'm more than aware that it affects me. I just only care about the parts that benefit me, and I'll just argue against the ones I don't personally like. So this deal is bad? Oh my gosh. Okay. The problem is, is if I throw out hypotheticals, people will say, you're just going worst case scenario. We don't know that's going to happen, right? But let's just imagine, let's just imagine they completely disrupt the mobile market, okay? There are a lot of game companies right now, there are a lot of game companies right now that are investing heavily into the mobile market. There are a lot of game companies that are trying to tap into cloud for their games, Okay, and if you put Microsoft into a stronger position of power with respect to cloud, because both NVIDIA and Google express concerns, NVIDIA is no longer concerned because they got to deal with Microsoft for uh, NVIDIA Go, and that you know, so Google's concerns may not have been may not have been answered yet. We still haven't heard from Apple. We don't know if China is going to weigh in on the mobile market aspect. Okay, so think of it from that perspective. If the, if the global market of cloud and mobile get disrupted, a lot of the publishers and a lot of the game companies that make games that you love, they will be negatively affected by that. They will be. What are your worries about them disrupting the mobile market? Like example of it? I don't know. Uh, Activision, King, uh, Activision Blizzard King Mobile is the largest mobile publisher globally after China. And they could take all that property out of the Google Play Store, out of the Apple Store. They could completely disrupt those revenue funnels. That's really volatile and bad for the market to suddenly have tectonic shifts of revenue like that. It would affect Apple. It would affect Google. 
which could potentially affect you, which could potentially affect the things that you buy, the prices of things that you enjoy. ABK could do that now? No, they couldn't. They'd have to do it with Microsoft, the way that Epic did it with Fortnite. So, from a business perspective, why would they do that? From a business perspective, why would they not do that? That's capitalism, baby. No, buying property and ripping it from the cons- from from your competitors not capitalism. Like I love how people say that's capitalism or free market. These are antithetical to capitalism and a free market. You, you, you literally go read an economics book, please. Take go to a community college and just please sit in on some basic economics lectures. My gosh. From a business perspective, Detective Seeds, why would they not do this? Imagine that you suddenly own Candy Crush. Imagine owning Candy Crush and you've already created a cloud solution for Fortnite to get around the Apple Store. Imagine that. Oh, we have the technological solution to not give Apple 30%. Apple made more money from gaming than Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, and Activision combined in 2019. And that, that's quite literally just from the 30% that they that they pull. So if you so if you suddenly own thank you for the two dollar tip, uh EU just stated the deal uh the the deal with clear concerns. Oh, okay. Fine. Microsoft's proposed deal to allow Activision titles on other platforms. Microsoft is reportedly all set to propose a new deal to the CMA and the European Commission that would thereby allow all future Activision titles to release on all platforms for a 10-year period. Okay, it's already happening. Like... You, you guys you guys are already running to my chat. It's so, it's, it's so hilarious. It's like the people the other day that were like, Sony needs Call of Duty to fund their first party games. You mean that Sony has a very good ecosystem of people purchasing games and spending money and they use those funds to reinvest in their properties and sell award-winning games that are very commercially successful? Maybe Microsoft should do that. Imagine thinking that you're dunking on Sony by pointing to how lucrative their ecosystem is. Like, people are just stupid. Now, you're running to my my chat saying, Oh, they said it's fine. They said it's fine. Yeah, Microsoft's making concessions that a lot of us wanted. Microsoft is reportedly all set to propose a new deal to the CMA and the European Commission, which would allow all future Activision titles to release on all platforms for a 10-year period. Can we go back a couple months when y'all were in here peacocking and strutting around and telling me Microsoft's gonna stick it to Sony, Microsoft's gonna pull Call of Duty from Sony, and you had to literally walk back every single one of those claims. But I'm the fanboy. Yeah. I'm the fanboy. One of my primary concerns this morning. Isn't it crazy? It's, it's, it's crazy, right? One of my primary concerns this morning with Phil's dialogue in this interview, and apparently Microsoft is answering that concern because I'm not the only one stating it. Regulatory bodies of governments are saying it. But yeah, I'm just a fanboy. Sure. Keep on with the $5 tip. Question, if the deal does not go through or is blocked, should we expect resignation step-downs? or firings in the leadership department of Xbox. I have no idea. Uh, 
if PlayStation side doesn't care a bit for Xbox, why the Xbox side have to care for PlayStation? Why defend the undisputed and unchecked longtime market leader? I'm not defending Sony. You keep making it about Sony because you can't think outside of console tribalism. That's your fault, not mine. I have talked about the market. I have talked about what it'll do to you, what it could potentially do to game prices, what it could potentially do to game quality, because if you disrupt the mobile and the cloud market, if you, th- if you make things more expensive, if you make things less lucrative for a lot of the game companies in the global market, because Microsoft steps in, buys up a chunk of it, and disrupts that market, disrupts those revenue streams, that will have a negative effect on the market which will have a negative effect on you you're thinking green versus blue because you're too down here you need to come up here it will have an effect on you market disruption market consolidation never benefits the consumer I don't care if you have Phil Spencer tattooed to your rear end and you literally have injected green dye into your blood so you can bleed green. That doesn't matter. I don't care which side you're cheering for. Market consolidation of this scale is unprecedented. And when it slowly happened in the cell phone market and it slowly happened in the cable TV market, it didn't do a thing for you other than hurt quality and raise prices. So yes, it, 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 will, it will have an effect on you. It has nothing to do with me being pro-Sony. You're making it about protecting Sony. I haven't talked about Sony hardly at all this morning. Sony with a $5 tip. Remember that when they backed the Epic in trial, Microsoft doesn't want to pay Apple that 30 Yeah, they backed Epic in that deal. Ashton with an 18-month renewal. Thank you very much. Hang on, Wheezy said, do what I said above when you have a chance. So I'll explain it as simply as I can, says Wheezy. It benefits you until it doesn't. That's it. Yes, the company consolidating the market doesn't hurt me. I have Game Pass. Then, when competition gets choked out, you have literally zero option, and they decide, hey, maybe we can raise prices, and all of a sudden, you're being priced out of things that affect you. Or, do people forget that cable companies and internet and phone companies have literally controlled their markets by buying up competition? That's exactly right. You're not thinking about this beyond, oh, I'm gonna get more games on Game Pass! Helix with a $5 tip. No, I'm sorry. He looks at five gifted members. That's the first member bomb of the day. We should probably be doing members today. Thank you for the five gifted memberships. Travis Ace, Frostpunk, Christy Axis Quest, Kiltson, uh, Primal Plasma, 20 months from Sven. Hi, Chad. I love you. Mobile restriction would fall under the same fiduciary duties to SH that would go into effect if they had tried to restrict Call of Duty from PlayStation. Just on a much larger scale. <laughs> Detective, they would they would make more money. They would make more money. What are you even talking about? Lone Wolf with another five gifted members. Let's go. Let's go. You guys gotta get a lot of members if you want that just dance stream. Today's your last day. Today's your last day to try to get that just dance stream. They would make more money, Detective Seeds. You, you either aren't listening to what I'm saying or, or you're, you're talking about something else. We're either passing in the night or you're not listening to me. Microsoft already helped Epic, 
get Fortnite back on the iPhone so that Epic didn't have to deal with the 30% revenue share with Apple. Did did we did, did I say that clearly enough? Microsoft helped Fortnite get around the Apple Store. If Microsoft suddenly owned every mobile property underneath Activision Blizzard King, they could rip all that property from all those storefronts and put it in a cloud storefront that you access through your browser and they just cut out all that revenue from Google and Apple. Any mobile any mobile company right now has to look at that and be concerned. Because what do you think Microsoft would want to do after that? They would just start gobbling up they would just start gobbling up mobile companies. What's bad about it? On the surface, it looks great, doesn't it? Who cares about Google and Apple? I'm not defending Google and Apple. I'm not. <laughs> that that's not that's not good for the market. If you buy something up and you yank it from your competitors, that's that's not Microsoft going to war for you and breaking up a duopoly or or doing something that's good for you in the market. Apple doesn't seem scared of it. I don't know if they've said anything about it. Microsoft and Apple might have private agreements right now because Microsoft uses the App Store for a lot of stuff, so they might already have kind of a deal, right? They might be like, no, that's fine. We're not we're not going to take any of the property from your storefront. Microsoft might have even negotiated preemptively like, hey, we don't want to give you 30%. Once we own all this property, can we come to like an amicable you know, decision here? Keep in mind, says Parasito, that Microsoft used to have their own mobile ecosystem, albeit small and failed, that they could realistically reboot with a two to three year ROI given ABK mobile revenue scale. Right. The Fortnite deal is much different than this? No, it's not. It is absolutely not different than this, Detective Seeds. A company had decided that they didn't want to deal with a 30% revenue share of a store and they gave people a way around it. They got kicked out of the store. Microsoft literally helped them back into the store. Like, what do you what do you think Apple thinks about that? That's not good for us. There was a time DB Cooper with five gifted memberships. Thank you so so much, taking us to fifteen on the day. Let's go. There was a time where, what was it? I can't remember the companies. I can't remember. So Microsoft helped. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There was a time where I couldn't watch a show. Suddenly there was a network that wasn't on my cable provider. Because the cable provider and the and the network, I forget who it was. They were like having a dispute. They were literally like bickering on Twitter. It was super embarrassing. I can't even remember what it was. I'd be very interested to see what Apple thinks right now about what Microsoft did with Fortnite. Like, what's their relationship like? Because, you know, Phil Spencer indicated in previous interviews that they see Google and Amazon as their true competitors. Yo, thank you, Different Era, for seven months. Gaming has always been the secondary focus for Microsoft, even if the deal went through, which it shouldn't. I doubt game development and quality would improve much. 
No, we're not talking about a monopoly. That's never that's never been a word that I've used as my concerns about this. I've never said, oh yeah, it's going to be a monopoly. I've never said that. People that interject that into the discussion just admit they don't understand basic economics. No one, no one that has expressed any concern about this, whether it's the FTC or any other regulatory body or any other consumer analyst, nobody has invoked monopoly. The only people who invoke monopoly are people who don't understand basic economics. This is not about a monopoly. Yo, 10 gifted members from Helix. He takes us to 25. If you guys get a membership, get in our Discord. We have a members-only Discord. The members-only Discord is the greatest way to not miss out on members-only content. I haven't researched the Apple Fortnite in complete death, but didn't Apple actually kick Fortnite off their store? Yes. Then Microsoft got Fortnite back on the store. No. That is false. Fortnite is not in the Apple Store. Epic was giving people a way to buy V-Bucks that didn't give Apple their 30%. You know, Rissick wants to mess with the total. He's going to bump it to 26. He wants to bother you guys. Thank you, Rissick. So I'm not saying they're one and the same. You're misunderstanding my point. This is very frustrating because I feel like I've made the point so dadgum clear and you're making me continue to go back to it. I feel like you're way smarter than this. I feel like you're like actively dragging me back and wasting time. I'm going to do this one more time. I feel like this is so easy to understand. One more time. Fortnite was giving people away around the Apple Store, and that got them kicked out of the store. They broke terms of service. They got into a lawsuit dispute. Microsoft came up with a cloud solution through the browser, so you can now play Fortnite on an Apple device. Apple gets no monies from that. They get zero dollars from anybody playing Fortnite through the browser. This means that Microsoft has the ability technologically to circumvent every mobile store in existence and they want to buy the largest mobile publisher outside of China. How is that not a concern? They basically say, we want to enter the mobile market. They're going to do it through brute force. They're going to literally buy the biggest mobile publisher in existence and they have shown they have the technological ability to take every single game from those storefronts. So Google and Apple stand to lose millions of dollars simply because Microsoft gets an acquisition. A third competitor, isn't that great for the market? That's not... Oh my gosh! That's not competition, bro. That's not how... That, that's not how competition works. Buying property, property to actively harm your competitor isn't competition. Why is it not... Because there's literal antitrust laws against this. There there are literal laws to protect you as the consumer from this happening. They have the ability and the willingness to not remove the games from the platforms, but the profit from those games being played on those platforms. 
but Google and Apple didn't file a complaint. Google did, actually. Get your facts straight. Apple hasn't said anything yet, as far as we know. Google did express concern. You just aren't paying attention. Buying property to harm your competitor is how Sony got there where they are today. False narrative. Not true. Can't substantiate it. You get the bat, I'll get the super chat. Thank you so much, Ula Tech. Oh no, you're being imprecise. There's a competitive behavior we say is too far and we call it illegal. It's still competitive, but illegal. Okay, thank you, Zubair, the lawyer in the room helping me out here. There's a limitation on how far you can go because they, they literally do that so that the big players can't gobble everybody up and hurt everybody that's trying to compete. Yo, Ula Tech with one gifted member. Let's go. Taking us to 27. Listen, th- let me give you a summary of today. Can I give you a summary of today? I watch a Phil Spencer interview, and I point out pretty clear mixed messaging. He goes from talking about Minecraft and Call of Duty and not removing those from those platforms and they increase the number of people playing Minecraft and he quickly slips into language about this is good for the consumer because we want to put more games on more screens, which is a total sleight of hand move to make you think he's talking about all games, all platforms, and he's not. And the pushback that I get from people is, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Screw those other platforms. Suck it, Sony ponies. I'm totally fine with this deal. And I outline it could affect the cloud market significantly because Microsoft could suddenly have a bigger edge within the cloud space and actually harm competition. They could harm competitors and platforms and entire ecosystems of revenue in the mobile market. They could potentially shrink the footprint of future property by putting it only on their ecosystem. And you continue to say, I don't care about any of those things. There's a litany of problems and potential things that could happen that are negative. There's a pattern in the industry and the global markets that consolidation typically does not benefit the consumer. But I'm okay with this because down with Sony, yay Xbox. You have been propagandized. You literally don't listen to any of the concerns I outline, any of the potential problems. Quite literally, the regulatory bodies are getting Microsoft to concede about the very thing we're debating. The floor is evaporating beneath you. Microsoft is right now primed to do a 10-year commitment and say that all future Activision titles will be on all platforms. And you're in here today acting like, no, it's fine if they don't do that. That's not a problem. That's competition, baby. Well, the regulatory bodies don't agree, and apparently Microsoft's willing to concede that point. If you want a real confusing read, look up Jez Corden's article on mobile gaming and the Activision deal. He does some severe mental gymnastics. In what way? You told me Google complained, but they didn't complain about the mobile market. They complained about the cloud. Right. That's one aspect of their complaints. Like, right now, they are focusing on the cloud. I don't even think they've gotten to mobile. I've not seen anything specifically outlined or talked about with respect to mobile. Because once they get to the mobile aspect of this, there is going... I guarantee you there's going to be concerns from China and Apple and Google. 
You you think Sony is the only one in the market saying, oh wow, they could really hurt us if they suddenly yanked property from our platform? That could really hurt our revenue streams? Do, do you honestly think, like again, these you guys think that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, Sony's getting dunked on. Sony has to submit their documents. So, Sony, yeah, Sony relies on Call of Duty. Woohoo, yeah, yeah. W- just wait till they get to the mobile aspect of this deal. He blames Apple and Google for everything wrong with gaming and why it's good for Microsoft to disrupt that by buying ABK. (laughs) What? Microsoft has shown that they will support their games on other platforms. To say they can't have a few exclusives, just complaining about exclusivity. No, I never said that. That's a straw man fallacy. I never once said they can't have exclusives. I never said that. I never complained about exclusivity. I've I've never said that, not once. That's just another fundamental misunderstanding of the debate and the argument. Like, they are making the public think we're going to put our games in more places. But, but, if, but if you actually listen to Phil Spencer's verbiage, that's not true. Apple and Microsoft did a huge partnership last year, so I don't think they will say a word about it. Like I said, Detective Seeds, if Apple doesn't say anything, it's probably because of some... They probably have a private agreement. They probably have a private agreement. They probably symbiotically exist. It's like, okay, we sell a lot of stuff in the Apple store. We might own a bunch of stuff, you know, that's in the Apple store. We don't want you to, you know, kick... Microsoft Office out of the Apple Store, you know, let's come to an agreement. Take a look at what Creature and I said in the Discord. Another economic parallel says Parasito. Every time you stop to get gas for your car, how many times do you see two or three gas stations very close to each other, and they're always 10 cents off of each other? Then you go an hour away, and it's 50 cents higher because it's still within 10 cents of everything within a few miles. Now imagine if there was only one gas station. They'd charge whatever they want because people wouldn't have alternatives. Preacher says, it's not about removing the product from those platforms. They may or may not. It's just removing the ability for those platforms to be able to profit from the properties on the said platforms. They have the ability to put their game on multiple platforms without paying them to do so. Uh, Rodrigo says, thank you to the person that gifted me a membership yesterday. Thank you for the $5 tip, Rodrigo. If you guys ever want to pay it forward, you can hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat and you can gift a membership to somebody else. Your arguments based upon how Phil Spencer said a certain thing? No. No. I reacted to Phil Spencer's interview today, but largely my argument has been consolidation of this level is not good for the consumer. It isn't. Gas companies change the stations based on location. The station is paying 50 cents more for their gas. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough to comment on that. Parasito says, Moving a product out of an ecosystem is different than creating a rival product. The question rises from if Microsoft will create a rival storefront instead of circumventing the existing existing ones. Thank you, Ula Tech, for another gifted membership. Taking us to 28 on the day. But ABK went to Microsoft. If you're Microsoft, you would say no. 
I'm not talking about whether or not Microsoft should have said no. Man, some of you guys are so, so bad at arguing. Like you're, you're just, you're just asking. So they should have said no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a consumer, I think this is a bad deal. And don't you think it's interesting that for months I was told I was being a Sony pony and an Xbox hater, and it's just interesting that virtually every single one of my concerns has been addressed by Microsoft, and they're making commitments to regulators right now about those things. But I'm just a hater. Like, as a consumer, I looked at it, I researched it, I thought about it, I weighed out all the possibilities, and oh my gosh... It's unbelievable. All the things I was concerned about were vocalized by the regulators. The same regulators that all the Xbox fans told me. They told me, no, the regulators aren't going to get in the way of this. They don't want to be embarrassed. And then the regulators get in the way with it. Ah, the regulators have no real power. They can't stop this deal. And now the regulators are getting nonstop concessions from Microsoft. How many times are you going to move the goalpost before you realize you're the fanboy, not me? Like, how many times do you have to move the goalposts before you realize that you're the fanboy, not me? From moment one, I've approached this pure consumer. Like, ah, this seems insanely bad for me. This doesn't seem like a good idea. Oh, they're going to rip Call of Duty from PlayStation. No, they're not. That would be economically disastrous for Microsoft. What's Microsoft's first commentary about the deal we have no plans on removing call of duty from playstation we're counting on that revenue phil spencer in this interview says we never even had a model that included taking call of duty from playstation round one fight i won that one round two there's no way any regulators are going to try to stop this deal I don't know, man. This needs to be combed over. The FTC's made it a point to say that they're not big on tech mergers anymore, and we know that traditionally the EU and the UK aren't a big fan of it. And they step in the room, and they start looking at it. Round two, fight. Won that one. Round three, there's no way they have the power to stop this deal. They have no power. They can't actually stop this deal. Microsoft starts making concessions. Oh, yeah, we'll do this, 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 we'll do this. We'll do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. We'll do that. 10-year commitment here, 10-year commitment there. Everybody gets a 10-year commitment, right? Round four, fight. I won that round. Like, how many times are you going to come in here and tell me something with under the guise of, like, I'm being a fanboy? I- I'm being a fanboy. You're being the fanboy. Eugene says, Wheezy and I have been right every step of the way on this deal. The only thing left is for the deal to be blocked and or significantly altered. And it will be significantly altered if they have to make concessions that for the next 10 years, all Activision titles continue to go on other platforms. Yo, Fen Solo with two months Lono, I have a brick wall at home if you want to bang your head again. (laughs) Thank you, Fen. If we're placing bets, they spin off Activision. I'm not sure what you mean, Zubair. (coughs) 
Detective C says, that is why I said earlier, from a business perspective, it would not make any sense for them to do that, especially with Apple, since they have a ton of partnerships with them. But I understand your point as well, and it could happen. I don't see it happening due to their other interests. They could rip it from the Google Play Store. I don't think Microsoft and Google get along all that well. I don't know how many deals they have. Oh, he's saying they'd be forced to sell Activision to someone else. Activision becomes an independent entity. Microsoft buys Blizzard and King parts. Oh, I see what you're saying. I never said you were a fanboy. I don't know if you were generally ticked at me for asking, but I have the feeling that was generally at everyone. Uh, I mean, just in general, I had people today doing that. They're like, this guy's just being a fanboy. This guy's a Sony fanboy. He gotta watch his blood pressure. This guy makes too much negative Microsoft content. And what did they do when I said, get in the ring and debate me? They ran like cowards. Because that's all they can do is deal in soundbite insults. They can't get in the ring. They can't defend this from an economic argumentation. They can't defend this from, oh, it'll be good for the consumer. They can only defend it from a tribalistic viewpoint. Good for me. Good for Xbox. That's all they can do is pound their chest. They can't actually make a logical argument. They insult me and then say, I don't have to argue. Good for me. Good for me. More games with Game Pass and just pound their chest. Like, that's not an argument. It's Neanderthalic. Ula Tech with a $5 tip through Super Chat. With this, do you think we'd be waiting for cross-platform games like Baldur's Gate longer for the Series S versus the PS5? Thanks. I'm not sure what you're asking. With this, with what? What's the antecedent? You're throwing out hypotheticals, though? That's what... What what that's what you're supposed to do, Jason. I told you that that's what that's what would happen. It's an unfalsifiable position. It's exhausting. What are you scared of, Lono? Here's all the potential things that could happen. Ah, those are just hypotheticals. Those are just a bunch of what ifs. It's an unfalsifiable position. What's the problem? What's the worry? What's the concern? What could possibly go wrong? I don't know. Here's 18 things that could go wrong for you. Oh, those are just hypotheticals. Like what? You asked me for some. Hypotheticals is what regulators deal with. That's what I mean. Yes, that's quite literally what the regulators are looking at. What could you potentially do with all this power? What could you do to the market? The market could stand to be completely damaged by you. These are just hypotheticals. Let Microsoft respond that way. Uh, <clears throat> yes, we would like to respond officially to the CMA and the UK and the FTC. These are all just hypotheticals. <laughs> Feels good to be a gangster, doesn't it? That's not a response. I don't know how the merger would affect the game coming to the Series S in optimization, Ula Tech. I don't see how those are logically connected. And now your mama knows, says, the thing is, most people's concerns are hypothetical, so their concerns may or may not happen. So it's kind of pointless talks, but it's great hot topics. But that's quite literally what you're supposed to consider, and now your mama knows. Like, let's say you work for a company that's getting bought out, Right? And they come before you. Let's say you're 
uh, a shareholder and you're part of the board, you're part of the discussion on whether or not you should accept the buyout. You would entertain hypotheticals in order to make your decision. That's what you would do. You would say, well, hypothetically, according to market trends, according to what this company's done in the past, according to what mergers like this have done in the past, what are some of the hypothetical things that could happen? What are some of the worst case scenarios? What are some of the negatives? What are some of the positives? That's quite literally how you would come to a conclusion. and just You wouldn't shrug your shoulders and say, <laughs> who can know? <laughs> who can know what the future holds? Let's sign. That's a lot of money. Like That's not how people would engage in a business decision of this magnitude. Why do y'all think Iron Man had protocols to deal with the, with the Avengers? Same with Batman having protocols to deal with the Justice League. Right. That's right. Take it to the comics. Take it to the comics. Take it to the heroes. That's what they do. The concept of risk assessment seems to escape some people, right? Hypothetical inference is literally the only way to establish direction in anything, not just business, outside of the immediate present conditions. Future and past depend on it. I'm just a consumer. I I, I can appreciate that, Master Jazz, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. If today's discussion... If today's video has proven anything, right? There are people that will watch the first 10 minutes of this video and they'll go, la, 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 la. He's just a Sony fanboy. I don't care about them. The people that are still here, the people that are still watching the VOD, the people that are still in chat, listen to me. That's literally my concern is the, I'm just a consumer. (laughs) This looks good to me. Phil, Phil keeps talking about Minecraft. Phil keeps talking about Call of Duty. He keeps talking about how those games are everywhere. And then in the next breath, he starts talking about putting all the, you know their games on more screens. I don't see what the problem is. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Stop the train. Listen, listen, listen. He's talking about two different things there. He, he, he's talking about two different things. He's referencing Minecraft and Call of Duty. They're not going to do that with all the property. They're not going to do that with all the titles. In the next breath, he starts talking about more screens. He only specifically names Nintendo, and he only specifically mentions PlayStation in reference to Call of Duty. I'm just a consumer can quickly turn into I'm just an observer because you won't be able to afford or consume the products anymore. Chat, feel this, says Lord Bacon the Destroyer. I have been through two mergers. I don't work at either of those places because I could not move up. crowd that plays Minecraft and the crowd that plays Call of Duty are different in my opinion. Lion, I'm only referencing those because they keep using Minecraft and Call of Duty as a red herring. It's a distraction. I want you to think about the average gamer and the average consumer. What are they going to say? What are they going to say? Phil Spencer said that they're going to continue to use the strategy they use with Minecraft. Minecraft is everywhere. It's on Nintendo. It's on PlayStation. Phil Spencer referenced Fallout 76 continuing to get updates, right? Call of Duty. They said Call of Duty is going to stay everywhere. They have a 10-year commitment with Nintendo. The average consumer is going to hear that, and they've been convinced. They're like, this is great. This is going to be a good deal. And that's why my first question today, the question that I posed in a short is, ask Phil ask Xbox if you're all about putting your property in more places then 
do it. Do it. You're not doing it right now. You're not doing it with Starfield. You're not doing it with Hellblade 2. Why not? Answer. Because that's not their strategy. He's talking out of both sides of his mouth in this video. Yeah, sure Call of Duty and Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll stay, I'll stay there. Yeah. It's great when games are in more places. I have a question. Why aren't you doing that with all of your property right now? You bought Ninja Theory. You you bought you bought Bethesda. Why aren't you doing that with those pieces of property? Because that's not the strategy. The strategy is to distract you and to distract the regulators with this wave of hand of like, oh yeah, we're gonna put Call of Duty. We'll do a ten-year commitment with Call of Duty to Nintendo. We'll do a ten-year commitment with PlayStation. And you're like, yeah, that's one game. That's one game. What about all the rest? What about all the rest pieces of property? You're thinking about it all wrong? Oh, please educate me then. I'm all wrong. Lay it on me then. How, what, what? Educate me. How am I wrong? The, the floor is yours. The floor is yours. Yeah, I know console exclusives will never go away, Jake. That's the point I'm trying to alert people to. They want you on their systems, and only then, once we are the provider of the service, we will dictate the cost. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Only the Sith deal in hypotheticals. (laughs) Future game show showcase powered by Turtle Beach. Returns March twenty third. Oh, nice! There's gonna be a new. There's gonna be a new future game show. Parasito says Phil is doing a very good job of weeding pathos into his logos argument. Now the general public is overriding a logical decision with emotional response, which in turn pressures regulators. I want to know how I'm all wrong about this. Why do they have to make everything exclusive? They already bought Bethesda and they made their intentions clear with Bethesda. Why wouldn't they make their intentions clear in this scenario? But that that's the point that I'm trying to make to people. Like, I think I, I totally think people keep mishearing me. They're like, so Microsoft can't have exclusives? Not what I'm saying. So, so Microsoft isn't allowed to buy games? That's, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Microsoft is trying to convince you this deal is good with sleight of hand. And you, you're not seeing it. Call of Duty and Minecraft. They're everywhere. You can play them everywhere. Sleight of hand. Woof woof. We want to put all these future games. Why should this deal go through? Why is it good for gamers? Because we want to put more games on more screens. And someone's like, ah, that sounds like a really good deal to me. You missed it. Like that. Like David Blaine. Like, the card changed. Huh? How'd you do that? Like, don't you see? That's sleight of hand. Like, the public is being convinced. The, 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 even in this interview, Phil, Phil was masterful. 
I watched the thing two different times, and on the second watch, I was like, did you guys see that? Did you see that? Did you hear what he said? She starts on exclusivity, he talks Call of Duty and Minecraft, and then he pivots to, how is this good for gamers? And all of a sudden, he's talking about a much smaller group of gamers, but if you don't listen carefully, you don't catch it. He literally says in the same interview, he tells you not all games. Yes, but that's later when he's talking specifically about Bethesda and Starfield. I'm not telling you that he's making assurances that'll never be exclusives. I'm saying that he was asked, why is this good for gamers? Coincidentally, she just conveniently set up the interview that way. Hmm, I wonder why. I wonder why you would shift from talking about exclusivity in Call of Duty and Minecraft to immediately talking about why this deal is good for gamers. Because it gives him an opportunity to pull a sleight of hand trick. It's like Minecraft and Call of Duty, more games on more screens. That's why this deal is good for everybody. You don't need the deal to go through to do that, Phil. You don't need Activision Blizzard to implement that strategy. Implement that strategy now. Do it. Do it. Why aren't you doing it now? They're not doing it now because that's not the strategy. You're misunderstanding it if you think that's what they're going to do. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to leave really, really big titles like Minecraft and Call of Duty, titles that are endemic and generating revenue. Yeah, they'll happily leave those titles alone. No problem. We'll leave those alone. Of course, that's where they make all that make tons of money. To echo what I think was a Eugene comment, I was really thinking, wow, Phil would do really well in a deposition. I bet opposing counsel never questions him. <laughs> So no one can buy anyone and studios are independent. How do they fund games now? I, isn't, is, that's like your third presumptive baked up question that is not at all what I'm talking about, Tim. <laughs> so no one can buy anyone and studios are independent? Activision Blizzard isn't a studio, bro. Mike, you, again, you've been propagandized. You think little old Microsoft's just out here trying to buy a developer and old mean Lono doesn't want him to. You've been propagandized. They're trying to buy a giant portion of the market. They're not trying to buy a studio. If they were just trying to buy a studio... I didn't say, when they bought Bethesda, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I remember arguing with people and being like, no, they've made it pretty clear that these are going to be Xbox titles. (laughs) They made it pretty clear for moment one. I didn't say, hey, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. I didn't say anything when they did that or when they bought Ninja Theory. Or or Moon Studios, the Ori guys. I, I never said anything about any of that. This is not them buying a studio. Like... I'm telling you, it's like the people that defend this deal, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know what YouTube videos you've watched, I don't know what Reddit forums you've read, it's like you're all dealing with the same propagandistic talking points. Sony's crying, Sony's a hypocrite, this is going to be better for me, more games on Game Pass, uh, and 
I don't know. Suck it, Sony. You're just a Sony pony. It's like, you're just... That is literally in a hemisphere that I'm not even in. Like, I'm not even in that hemisphere. I'm not having that conversation. They're one of, if not the largest third-party publisher. But Sony bought Bungie, right? The way I see it, it's more like Walmart buying Target rather than a smaller consignment store. The comparison is staggeringly different. Bethesda doesn't even compare to ABK at all. Oh no, stop trying to beat up poor old Microsoft. They're just trying to stay afloat and put food on the table. Times are tough for poor little global corporations. Sony buying Bungie isn't the same thing. Right. We've come full circle. We've come full circle. If today has proven anything to me, right? If, If today has proven anything to me, it's that people are totally in support of this deal and they're behind this deal because they've been won over by dialogue that I find to be very, very drenched in sleight of hand. It seems extremely drenched in sleight of hand. It doesn't. It it doesn't at all seem. It doesn't at all seem like we're 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 dealing with with people who have like thought this through from a business perspective. It's Microsoft has earned my fandom, and I'm okay with this because of that. We doing a member stream today. Uh, we, I have a Diablo stream. We were going to try something a little bit uh, uh, different today. We were literally going to go 222. I was going to start going talk show, talk show members or talk show, talk show upload. Um, I will not be able to do members today uh, because I have a date night tonight and something really early tomorrow morning. So I cannot, I, I've got to basically be done a little bit earlier today than normal uh, because I need to be able to get the entire day set up tomorrow. Uh, this afternoon I can't like be scrambling to go on a date with my wife tonight um, and then uh, I can't be scrambling to go on a date with my wife tonight and then like wake up early tomorrow morning for this thing hang on I have to save these thumbnails I forgot to save them Uh, uh, Diablo here we go Oh, and again, again, I really, really want to land these logical haymakers one more time. If we accept Phil's definition of not pulling stuff from PlayStation, then no PlayStation exclusives were ever pulled from Xbox. You can no longer say that Sony's being a hypocrite. You can no longer say that Sony did this and Sony pulled that from Xbox. If you accept Phil's argumentation... You accept his argumentation, then you simply cannot claim that Sony has ever pulled a game from Xbox. If Starfield wasn't pulled from Sony, then Sony's never pulled a game from Xbox either. Don't agree with that? Logically sound statements don't need to be agreed with. They simply are. And the other question you should keep asking yourself If you're one of the people that has been won over by this deal because you are convinced 
yeah man Microsoft's gonna put more games in more places Microsoft's gonna put more games in more places the question you should be asking is why aren't they doing that now he never said that though that's the big problem it's clear what he's saying but I guess sleight of hand to others no no he said we never pulled anything from PlayStation he said that what he's, what he's saying is, existing titles are still on PlayStation. New titles coming out, they've not been pulled from PlayStation. If you accept that argumentation, if you were in here this morning telling me I assumed about Starfield, well, then you assumed about Final Fantasy. That game was never promised to you. Yeah, people try to argue about Spider-Man. You see my super chat? No, sorry, Lazaro. This is for dealing with the fanboy nonsense. Thank you for the $2. I owe you guys five members. I do. I owe you five members. Uh, I will do that at the end of this stream. I will do that at the end of this stream. Every 25 members, and I have to gift five. So you guys have earned five members. I, you, you have a long way to go if you guys are going to try uh, if you're going to try to get the Just Dan stream. You need, like I believe, like a grand of members. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, there we go. I think today just definitively proved that like they're winning the public opinion. They're winning the public opinion PR game. They're winning it because I just, I think people aren't, they're not hearing what they're not hearing the double speak. They're not they're not carefully analyzing like wait a minute, wait a minute. Cuz I guarantee you, I, I promise you. I promise you this. I promise you this. There are people that are going to turn around. They're going to turn around in a couple of years and they'll be like, "I don't understand." I'm like, I don't understand, man. They, Phil, Phil acted like they weren't going to do this. Phil acted like they were going to put more games in more places and be like, yeah, you you weren't listening. You weren't listening carefully. Yo, Veter with nine months says thanks for the gifted. Nine months for Veter and nine months for Narwaffle. And then my man Raymond jumps in as a brand new member. I love seeing that. Thank you so much for jumping in. If you guys ever want to support the channel directly, you can do it with the paid membership. This weekend, both Friday and Saturday night, my wife will be doing my wife and I will be doing a members-only stream. I'll be doing a members-only stream where we're gonna be doing a double header horror weekend. How many games did Sony put on other systems? It ha- that has nothing to do with the discussion. <laughs> That's again, you're, you've been, that's, that's evidence of propagandized. Like you've been propagandized. You're making it about Sony. It's not about Sony. Microsoft is trying to convince you, the public and the regulators that this deal is good for gamers. We're going to put our games in more places. And they keep saying that on the heels of talking about Call of Duty staying on PlayStation, Call of Duty and a 10-year commitment to Nintendo. They're trying to convince you that that's why this deal should go through. 
It's called a comparison. It's called a false equivalency. Sony has not tried to buy a publisher the size of Activision Blizzard. They haven't tried to do that. So it's not a comparison. The topic is interview with Phil Spencer. He's trying to convince you. He's trying to convince the public that this deal's good for you. And he's being successful because you keep wanting to make it about Sony and Call of Duty and Sony and Nintendo and Call of Duty on Nintendo. Did you get my super chat? Just want to make sure it went through. I I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. I feel like you guys have a hard time shifting into like hot lane days like some of y'all were tipping like and being like you didn't read my super chat tip it was like come on guys we were literally in a heated battle like you you gotta under that's the worst time to super chat like just gift members and then let the conversation flow i can't keep going back and reading super chats like there are days where y'all just can't do that like it's like you're flat tiring the discussion like we're having a debate we're having a discussion I got harped on so many times a day for super chats brother when we're in the middle of a knockdown drag out fight and I'm trying to read chat and keep the conversation going I can't constantly be like scrolling up for super chats you just kind of got to go with the flow Cut it out with the toxic generosity. Like, I appreciate people doing super chats, but when we're in the middle of a knockdown, drag out, hour and a half debate, and people are like tipping me a dollar or two to get their point into the chat, it's like, you can't do that. Like, I'm not, I can't keep going back and reading. Like, it's not conducive to the conversation. Helix with a gifted membership. Thank you so much. Like, I wasn't even reading the people that got gifted members today because, like, the conversation and the debate. That was more important. Like, I wanted the video and the stream to be like, this is a good debate, this is a good back and forth, there's fireworks here, instead of me constantly calling out usernames and stuff. <clears throat> it's, it's reading as if the Call of Duty deal was enough. You heard it here. Stop giving him money. (laughs) Trolls will try to twist that. I'm not telling people don't give me money. I'm not scolding people for giving me super chats, but like, I think I had six different people do that today. It's like, man, what do you want me to do? I'm in the middle of a fight and chat's going really fast. It's just super disruptive to be like, thank you so-and-so for $2. Uh, the ABK deal is really good in my mind. I think this, it's like that's, I, I'm, I'm trying to go with the flow. You need a red light that you can turn on. Chat is spicy, save your cash. Yeah, chat is spicy, save your cash. Or just gift members. Like just, you know, I, I know why people do it. They want their comments to be read, but I can't do that. Like that's, again, I try to grab... Like, there were a couple people today, I was, like, trying to debate them. I was, like, trying to grab their comments and have a back and forth with them. And then, you know, members are like, I'm going to tip a dollar so he reads what I've said. It's like, I can't can't constantly stop the show and do that. Microsoft just offered all ABK property for 10 years as a concession. That's what's satisfying the regulators. This acquisition is good for everyone. All ABK games are coming to Xbox Game Pass, a cheaper way to play. Even consoles are not necessary for you. You can play 
using xCloud. Yeah. And when they put all that property in a subscription service and they no longer let you buy the games and own them because the only way you can play them is with licensure through Game Pass, you know, you can uh, you can you can enjoy having that subscription service go up because they can basically sequester off the content and say, yeah, you can't play it anywhere else. It's only on Game Pass. It's only on our ecosystem. No, you can't buy that game anymore. Buy a game. Why would you buy a game? No, we'll let you rent it. Yeah, you can have a license to play it. You can have a license to play it. (laughs) All good, brother. Some days chat has a lot of traffic. I just hope people understand. Like, I I love the generosity. I love the fact that people are super chat tipping. But I just, I don't want anybody to feel like I was ignoring you. It's like, my gosh. We were in the middle of a boxing match. And you're like... I'm gonna throw five dollars in the ring. Hey, I got something to say. It's like I can't, I can't keep stopping the conversation for that. Then I'll just go to the competition. The consumer dictates the market. You'll, you'll go to the competition, really. Hmm. What if you can't play the games over there? Don't you see how this is brilliant? So, Mike. What you just said is true only because the regulators and the concerns and Sony, people like myself and others, voiced concerns about Microsoft suddenly owning all that property and Microsoft just made a concession that for the next 10 years, all future Activision titles will be on all platforms. So yeah, you can run to the competition. But if the regulators would have rolled over... And the deal would just would have steamrolled through and none of those concessions would have been made. You wouldn't be able to say that because you'd have no guarantee that the game would be on the competitor's platform. PlayStation wouldn't exist in this universe. No, Mike, pay attention. They could make it to where the games were only there. Don't you see? The regulators got them to concede the very thing that we were concerned about. We were right. You were wrong. That's what the headlines today mean. You were wrong. We were right. All along we said, this is a major concern. This deal cannot go through. They could foreclose. They could yank titles. They could take future property and make it all their own. And you could go nowhere else to get that property. I'm saying I'll play another title. You're not engaging in the argument then. You're not engaging in the argument. Without without the concessions that they just made... That's the point. Going and playing another title is not going to the competitor. That's you saying, I guess I can't play that game anymore. I'll play Sony Shooter instead of COD. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's you not understanding that if they take up all that content and you can only play it on their ecosystem, you can only play it in Game Pass, that's a problem with, with, that's a problem for the consumer. You're like, well, I'll just go play another game then. That's that that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I never cared for any of those titles. I never cared if any of those titles would be on Sony. A new game will fill the role of Call of Duty over time. No, economically, they they've shown that that just isn't possible. I just this conversation's exhausting because people basically say, I'll just roll over. 
That's what you're saying. You know, I'll just roll over. That's fine. If Microsoft didn't have to make those concessions and they bought all this property up and then they held it to themselves and they and they made it to where you couldn't get it anywhere else, I'll just roll over and go somewhere else and play a different game. Well, that's 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 a terrible attitude. That's a terrible attitude. Like it's so exhausting. It's like it's like you literally you you literally have lost the debate. The debate's over. The debate's over. That you you were wrong. All the people that thought this deal was going through hook, line, and sinker without a problem. The regulators weren't going to get in the way. You were wrong from moment one. The whole time we've been right because Microsoft just admitted we were right. The only way this deal goes through is if we concede to put this property on other platforms. Like, you didn't even want the regulators to protect you, basically. That's what you're saying. You're like, I didn't need the regulators to protect me. If Microsoft would have bought all this property, shrunk it down so it was only on Game Pass, and raised the Game Pass prices, I just would have went somewhere else. That's the point. That's not true. PUBG was the big dog, got knocked off. Apex came out of nowhere. COD pivoted to Warzone. If you actually think the competition between PUBG, Apex, and H1Z1 is is even remotely in the in the in the stratosphere of player numbers and the commercial success of Call of Duty, you haven't looked at any of the reports. You're against mergers, period. No matter who, I get it now. No, another straw man. I don't think some of you have the ability to argue without just grabbing from the encyclopedia of argumentative fallacies. I didn't say I was against mergers, period. Never said that. Not once today did I say anything that made me against mergers. Some of you guys are so exhaustively bad at argumentation. You're just like, what's the next argumentative fallacy I can throw out? We got genetic fallacy, we got straw man fallacy, we got uh, non-sequiturs. Like, let's just toss another one out there. Lono's against all mergers. No, I'm not. I, I never said that. This is not a merger. This is not a merger. This is them trying to buy a portion of the market. When Sony bought Bungie... That's a merger. When when uh, when Microsoft Beth- bought Bethesda, that's a merger. I've not once been like, oh, they shouldn't be allowed to buy developers. Some some of the times, buying up a developer is really really good. In fact, I have said. Microsoft should invest in the stuff that they've they've bought. They should invest in the studios they've already purchased. I'm trying to grasp your understanding? No, you're not. You're trying to you're you're trying to whittle me down into a narrow position because then it's easy to dismiss me. Well, that guy's just against all mergers. Yeah, you've been propagandized because Phil did the same thing in his interview. If you think about business decisions in a binary, well, these kind of business decisions are always good or always bad. That's what you're doing. You bought into the binary talk that he gave. You you literally said it in his interview. All mergers are bad according to Lono. I, I, I never I never said that. I, I never said that. If you think Activision Blizzard is just a merger or it's equal to buying Bungie or Bethesda, I, 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 I quite literally don't have the time to fix that misunderstanding. I can't do it. 
I've tried for months to fix that misunderstanding. I've tried for months to show people the size and the scope of this deal is so far beyond Call of Duty. It's so far beyond console wars. It's so big. It's so monumental. This is globally, economically market impacting. It's so big. And all you want to do is, Sony Pony, you're anti-merger. You just, you're just jealous. It's like... <laughs> I'm... I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm not taking up for Sony. Ugh, we have to move on. I want to talk about why Diablo is an MMO in disguise. Hmm. Uh, I need gameplay. Where's all the gameplay? Here we go. Oh, sorry. That should be muted. Lono keeps attacking Xbox like they are some evil company. Another false summary. Just a liar. Sony has done this type of stuff. You're in denial. Yeah, you're a liar. That's what you are. You're just another false narrative peddling liar. I'm attacking Xbox. No, I'm attacking you right now, and I want you to feel it. You're a liar. I'm not attacking Xbox. I've not said anything about Xbox. Where have you said anything bad about Sony in this entire video? You're just proving that you have a small tribalistic brain. The fact that I won't say anything bad about Sony makes me, I'm attacking Xbox. Sorry. I mean this, and I want you to feel this insult. You're too stupid for me to interact with you. I want you to feel that insult deep. And it'll be hard. It'll be hard. There's not a lot of room in your brain. But you're too stupid for me to interact with you. Like, even talk bad about Sony. You must hate Xbox. Sorry. I, I can't abide fools anymore. I never called you stupid, but nice one. I'm sorry. I don't abide liars. I don't abide stupid people anymore. I don't have patience for you. You're not worth engaging with. You just aren't. You aren't. Just, an- just another person who's too insecure to see that somebody can have a differing opinion and not be attacking your favorite piece of plastic. The minute you make it about me, I'll, I'll swing right-, right the frick back. I will swing right the frick back. The minute you make it about me, oh, Lono just attacked Sony. Lono won't talk bad about Xbox. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry you lack basic intelligence to enter into a debate and have a nuanced discussion. That's not on me. That's on you. Never insulted you, but you insulted me. I I hope you feel insulted, and I hope you don't come back. I'm going to put a link in chat. We're going to the next stream. Diablo's an MMO in disguise. Are we in the right scene? I'm in the right scene. 
Thank you so much for clicking on the video. I wanted to talk about how I think Diablo 4 is an MMO in disguise. They recently unleashed a lot of information about the armor system and strongholds. I want to give you that information, but I also want to look at some of their interviews and why they talked about they really don't see the game as an MMORPG. I want to talk about why they're saying that. I want to talk about why they're saying that it's not an MMO, but it kind of is. I actually think if you look at the longevity of the title and the things they're aiming to do, it's an MMO in disguise. So, It's all at the front of the video. I'm not going to make you go searching for it. It's a longer video. I'm going to end the previous stream about the Microsoft deal, the Phil Spencer video. 